0: Guard your heart. Guard your heart. Guard your heart, church, with all vigilance. Why? For from it flow the springs of life. You see that? Guard your heart, because your heart is the spring, is the well of water that, that serves the community. If the well becomes polluted, the whole community becomes polluted. If the heart becomes polluted, the whole life becomes polluted.
1: Hello, Live in the Light listeners. So thankful and grateful for your joining us here today. I think we say this a lot around here, but it sincerely means a lot to us. We're seriously thankful for you, our listeners. Frankly, we don't exist apart from God's grace through you and your love and support. So thank you very much from all of us here at Live in the Light. That little uh, bit of love given, I now get to share with you where we are headed in a reminder, we're in our Haggai study, and today we turn a corner with an important look at our hearts. We're in Haggai chapter 2 and a sobering call for purity in our lives. But take heart, take heart, listeners, just as there is an important conviction for all of us to hear, God's Word leads us to an important way to come out of this sin into obedience and blessing with God. Lots of hope for all of us here today, listeners. So let's turn things over to Pastor Robbie right now with today's message in Haggai chapter two, entitled
0: Pollution
1: or Purity.
0: And we walk in here, we're so casual, not even having a clue of how holy and awesome he is. God, we repent. I think of the arrogance of our idolatry. The arrogance. The arrogance of how we live our lives. We say one thing, we smote off our Christian knees, but the other side, man, our lives are totally living an opposite of what we say over here, what we do over here. It's arrogance and it grieves the Lord. I consider the smugness in our offering. Smug, building our palaces for ourselves, accumulating so much earthly treasure for ourselves. So concerned, the smugness, the, the smugness in our wealth. So many of us are so proud in our wealth. We love our wealth more than Christ. We live for our wealth. We worship our wealth. We find security in our wealth. All our eggs are in the basket of our earthly wealth. At the same time, we say we love Christ. We don't when we do that. God says, because I love you, I lead you to repentance. Stop being so smug in your wealth. Proud people that we are, all of us. Pride in our prayerlessness we don't pray. We don't pray at home. We don't, we don't pray to God. We offer a little token here and there. What is that? The pride. Say it for what it is. The pride of our prayerlessness. God, we repent. This is why we, this is why we must guide our hearts. Proverbs 4.23, listen carefully. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all vigilance. Guard your heart, guard your heart. Guard your heart, church, with all vigilance. Why? For from it flow the springs of life. You see that? Guard your heart, because your heart is the spring, is the well of water that, that serves the community. If the well becomes polluted, the whole community becomes polluted. If the heart becomes polluted, the whole life becomes polluted. What social media platform is desecrating your heart right now? What social media platform is desecrating your heart right now? What relationship is defiling your heart? Like right now, what relationship that you are currently in is defiling your heart before God? What habit is destroying your heart? What hobby is distracting your heart? What deception is damaging your heart? Just make no mistake about it today. Lord, help us. Make no mistake about it. God is so gracious. Unspeakably gracious. Unlimited in grace. Listen, but make no mistake about it. Sin is serious. Sin is serious. You say, well, this is like, this is Old Covenant, Haggai 2 stuff under the law. Well, let's go to the New Testament for a second. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter two. This is for New Covenant believers right now. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I name the name of the Lord. I live in sin. Mm, That's not good. There's something seriously wrong with that. I name the name of the Lord, I come to a church, I do my thing, but I'm living a totally different life and I'm loving my sin. That is not that is not compatible with a true Christ follower. We name Christ, we depart from iniquity. And notice the outcome. Therefore, if anyone, look at, look at how much this relies to Haggai right here. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use. Cleanses himself in repentance to the Lord to be cleansed of sin and seeking the holiness of God with his or her life. And then, when they are cleansed, they are set apart. They are useful to the master of the house. They are ready for good works. They are ready to be useful to the Lord. When we fail to cleanse ourselves, we are dishonorable. We are not ready. We are not useful. We are not set apart wholly to God. God loves holiness so much. We must cleanse ourselves. We must cleanse ourselves. What have we brought in with us today? Like here right now. What have we brought in with us? today. Some of us have brought in deep, sinful anger. We're so angry. We've hurt others. Some of us right now, right now in this place, we have brought in with us adultery. Adultery exists right now here. In Jesus' name, repent. Repent before a holy God, that he might shine his light in every aspect of our lives. Others have brought in here today addiction, addiction that is killing us, addiction that is leading us astray, addiction that is overcoming our desires and affections and ruining our love for Christ. Please let us admit that a lot of us have brought in today apathy. Apathy. You know what? Obviously, I'm taking this seriously. Obviously, God's been working in my heart. Obviously, there's been a longing and a desire for the Lord to reveal. I'm saying, God, show me my sin, Lord. Show me my sin. I want to see it. I don't see it clearly enough right now. God, show me. Show me what I need to see. I'm not afraid of that. In fact, I love it. I don't feel condemned at all. I don't, this message right now, I mean, if you're feeling condemnation, that's not of the Holy Spirit. I want to feel conviction. The more conviction I feel, the more loved I feel by Christ. This is so important and so necessary. I think one of the overarching sins of this church right now, and I will speak prophetically, and you can decide whether you believe it's right or wrong. you got to test everything that's said. But I believe across this church right now, one of the main sins that we face as a body is we have not loved God with our whole hearts. He is one of many things, as we said. I really believe that. We have said the right things. We nod our heads. We play the game, but we have not loved God with our whole hearts. And the greatest commandment in the Bible is to love God with all our hearts. So God, on behalf of whatever I am right here, we, we repent. Repent of that, Lord, in my life. Figure out how to play the game in such a way I can put the right pieces in the right places to satisfy the people around me and he try to satisfy you. Yet all the while I'm playing a game, you know very well what's going on. It's so easy to settle for six and a half out of 10. So, most of the church is doing it. Hardly anyone's gonna challenge you in this. Hardly any movement of God right now is gonna walk around and try to speak and let your sin be. Or they wanna just make yourself feel better wherever you are. Hardly anyone's gonna be doing this. It's so easy to settle. So, I feel it every day to you. I feel it every day. But the Lord wants more of us because the Lord loves us. Because the Lord loves us. Pollution leads to impurity. And secondly, contamination leads to consequences. Look at verse 15 now. Now then consider from this day onward. Look what the Lord's doing now. He's like, I want you to pay attention here. Before stone was placed upon stone in the temple, before the work of the temple restarted, listen to what he says. He says, how did you do? How did you fare? How did, how did it make out with you? He says, when one came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. You got 50% return on what you were expecting. When one came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were about 20. You got 40% of what you were expecting to get. And why was that? Look at verse 17. I struck you. I struck you. And all the products of your toil and blight with mildew and with hail. And notice God's heart here. Yet you did not turn to me. See what God wants there? You did not turn to me, declares the Lord. This is fascinating. Consider, consider from this day onward. You know what God's saying right there? He's like this, don't don't miss the lesson right now. Pick up what the Holy Spirit's putting down. Live differently in light of what you're learning here. Proverbs 4, 7, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, like right now, get wisdom. God's giving us wisdom. He's showing us what we need. Do not hear it and just disregard, don't do that. God's speaking so powerfully this weekend. Don't be a fool. Receive it from God himself. The question is asked, how did it go before the temple work restarted again? How did it go with your farming? How did it go with your production? How did it go with your returns? And the answer was, it didn't go well at all. It was bad. The examples of the returns again, 50% and 40%. And notice why this happened. It wasn't because of bad farming techniques. It wasn't because of human mismanagement. It wasn't because of poor stock market timing. It wasn't because of bad luck. It was because the Lord had struck them with covenant curses. Do you see the mention of blight and mildew in these verses? That's a direct quote from Deuteronomy 28. This is part of the promise curses due to disobedience upon God's people. And listen, what do we know about the promised curses of disobedience? They were designed by God to cause his people to return to him. That's why in verse 17, yet you did not turn. You did not repent to me, declares the Lord. Quick application here. Notice this. God's discipline doesn't guarantee that hearts will return. God's discipline is designed even today, that we would return to him. But it doesn't guarantee that hearts will return to him. Over the years of ministry, I have seen with a sorrow-filled heart and a holy frustration and holy anger at times, and with a tremendous, and I have seen stubborn hearts Fight against the discipline of God again and again and again and again. They will not bow their head. They will not bow their knee. They will not give in. They will fight and they will fight and they will fight and they will fight against the will of God upon their lives. I'll tell you, be very, very, very careful. Proverbs twenty-nine, verse one. Look at, he who is often reproved, yet stiffens his neck, will suddenly be broken beyond healing. The obstinance, the the stiffened neck, the heart of stone. Who's here right now? I, who's here right now? You have resisted and resisted and resisted and hardened your heart and been so stubborn and obstinate and rebellious over and over and over again. The issue is standing before you as clear as day right now. The situation you need to repent of is right there in front of you and the choice again. And the Lord is pressing in with love and grace and gentleness and the promise of forgiveness. But it must require our part to say, God, I have sinned against you. I beg you, do not resist the Holy Spirit. Do not resist the Holy Spirit. Again, you can say here, well, these are old covenant you know curses and blessings and we're in the new covenant so we're not under the law in the same way as the old covenant. Well, let's move on to some promised principles of wisdom and blessing uh, in the New Testament so we can see how much God speaks to some of these realities within our lives today. Look at Romans eight thirteen. For if you live according to the flesh, if you make your life about the flesh, if you continue to live in the flesh with the obsession and the idolatry and the love of pornography... If this is if this is what your life is about you will die. If you continue to pursue sexual immorality again and again all in the flesh you will die. But notice but but if by the spirit oh here comes the holy spirit again everything's by the holy spirit but if by the holy spirit you put to death you murder the flesh you kill the flesh. If by the spirit you mortify The deeds of the body, notice you will live. The principle's right here within the New Covenant and the New Testament. You live in the flesh death. You live by the spirit who he's the one who mortifies and kills the flesh. Then you live. Just before we move on, just again, how many men right now? Women too. You're dying out of lust. Right now in this room, there's too many. There's just just too many. And all that sin's been brought in right now. There's grace. There's so much grace. I'm telling you, like if by the spirit, like he alone can help you to put the death, the deeds of the body. Let's go to the next verse. First Corinthians 11. For anyone who eats and drinks, this is of the Lord's supper. This is New Testament. This is new covenant. For anyone who eats and drinks the Lord's supper without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. Listen to this, look at this. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. Like, wait, wait, time out, time out. You're talking profaning the Lord's Supper in these cases led to some being weak and even dying? Yes. Yes. Sin is very serious to God. Holiness is very serious to the Lord. Grace is very serious to God. Mercy is very serious to God. They all apply. Look at the next verse. 2 Corinthians 9, the point is this. We're talking about promises and principles of wisdom and blessing. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. That's just case closed. If you sow bountifully, you will reap bountifully in terms of giving, in terms of generosity, in terms of kingdom living. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly, not under compulsion. God loves a cheerful giver. Amen and amen. Notice God's grace is able. Again, made able all grace abound to you. If you sow sparingly in some form, in some way, you're forfeiting the grace abounding. You sow generously in some form, in some way. God's gonna bring grace to abound within your life. Galatians 6. Let the one who has taught the word share all good things with the one who teaches. Notice this. Do not be deceived. I love this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. You can't, you, you can't fool God. You can't, you can't trick God. You can't hide from God. You can never go against his spiritual principles. God is not mocked. Don't be deceived by that. Whatever one sows, that will he also reap. When you sow the flesh, you reap corruption. You sow the spirit, you reap eternal life. That's awesome. It's Look how clear this is. Don't be deceived. Don't listen to Satan. God's not going to be mocked. There's a direct correlation of blessing and a forfeit of blessing right here, New Covenant, New Testament. And the last one, of course, our theme really for this whole year is this. Look at the promise embedded within. Look at the promise. You seek first God's kingdom and his holiness and his holiness and his righteousness and the, he, I promise to provide for you. I promise I will provide your needs. It's right here, it's right here. This is exact understanding of blessing and a lack of blessing based on what we do with our lives. Contamination leads to consequences. So, the wisdom of God here, as we summarize all of this, is guaranteed, ready? Guarante- guaranteed, sin will not be blessed. Let's just make sure we get that. Like, let, 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 let's make sure we don't try to convince ourselves of something that sin will not be blessed, guaranteed. Listen, guaranteed, obedience will be blessed. You say, How will obedience be blessed? And how about like joy? How about satisfaction? How about the glory of God? How about fulfillment? How about love? How about the presence of God filling our lives? How about the fruit of the Spirit? How's that for blessing? It's the greatest blessing we could know. Obedience guarantees blessing. Pollution leads to impurity. Contamination leads to consequences. And finally, this, thirdly, repentance leads to renewal. Look at verse 18 now. God says, consider from this day onward. Look at look at this. I mean, just consider, consider where you are. Set your heart in a place of under. Consider this day from the 24th day of the ninth month. Since this day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider there, consider there it is again. Is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, the olive tree have yielded nothing. Notice, but from this day on, this day on church, this day on people. From this day on, if you repent, if you turn to me, from this day on, if you are broken in sin, from this day on, if you throw away arrogance and apathy, from this day on, if you seek me with all your heart, from this day on, you will be blessed. I will bless you with myself. The call for repentance from the Lord through Haggai to the people. Hey, hey, notice notice God's heart in this whole book, this whole chapter, this whole path. Notice his heart. His heart is, I just want your heart you see that? Like God says to you and I today, he's like, I just want your heart. It's so divided. It's so polluted. It's so distracted. He's like, I, I just want your heart. Would you give me your heart? Single fastest way to renew your heart before the Lord is repentance. There is so much safety in repentance. He says, he says, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? The answer is no, because it's December. It's December and the fields were just being plowed for winter crops, but God is promising, listen, in your repentance, you're sowing seeds in the ground and they won't happen right away. They won't happen tomorrow, but over time they will grow and the harvest will be reaped. When we sow seeds of repentance and contrition and of brokenness before the Lord, we are sowing seeds of a harvest to come in the ground that in the days to come, dads, dads, you sow seeds of brokenness and repentance. Oh, you have no idea the harvest that will come. What God will bring forth. Some short term, some long term. The power of honoring the Lord in this way. Is a seed in the barn? not yet, but it will. It's coming from this day on. I will bless you. Repentance leads to renewal. Listen, to, the blessing of God comes with the purity of the people. The blessing of God in this church will come through the purity of the people, of the pastor, of the pastors, of the elders, of the leaders, of the children, of the men, of the women, of the people of Hope Bible Church. The blessing of God will come through the purity of our lives before the Lord. Because God loves holiness. But if by my spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body. But if by my spirit, God will never command from us what he's not willing to do in us. You know, there's a level of teaching going on these days. That's really teaching against the need for repentance for a new covenant believer. I'm so sick of that teaching. I understand justification very well that all our sins paid for in the cross. There's this thing called sanctification. There's this ability to grieve and quench the spirit of God that happens for the church. And that's why messages like this come upon our lives. And to those people who teach those things which I believe are false, when you turn to the seven letters of the church's re- revelation out of seven, five times Jesus commands those churches to repent. And the churches represent a time and place there, but they also represent the church throughout history. And in five of the seven letters, he turns directly to them and he says, repent. Not to mention the Lord's prayer is forgive us our sins. In the seven churches in Revelation, the five times Jesus commands them to repent. Listen to the themes of repentance. He says, repent because you have lost your first love. Repent of the false teaching you have been listening to. Repent of your sexual immorality and the spirit of Jezebel that is in your midst. Repent of your sleepy apathy, he says. Repent of your lukewarm life. Where you think you are prosperous, but you are blind, poor, pitiable, naked. That's a new covenant, New Testament, Jesus summarizing the extent of the church then and the church now. Repent. and then you will not lose your influence and your lampstand and your light for Jesus Christ. So obviously this is a serious moment. And let me just say again, I need. Weekends like this, so much. I feel not 1% of condemnation right now. I am tremendously convicted, but I am tremendously loved. If the Lord doesn't love me, he lets me go. But because he loves me like any good father would, he brings the child in, he disciplines them, he shows them the error of his ways, but loves them and graces them and points them back with his strength along the path they are to take. I'll say it again. I have zero condemnation right now before Christ Jesus. Wonderful conviction. And I feel so ever loved by Jesus Christ because this is what he does. He pours out his grace and loves us And you feel so close to him And as much as I see my sin I see even more my savior And that's what I need in this life These are the messages that are not preached enough in the church today But this is the heart of God for his people We cannot continue in our apathy In our arrogance And in our pride And consider and think that God's going to truly bless But I can't do this for you And you can't do this for me But together we can encourage one another to hate the evil that lies within and love the holiness and righteousness of Jesus Christ. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heads and just be still. Come on, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you, would you, no excuses right now. I'm just so sick of the excuses, God. Just send them, just, just forget it. No, no rationalization. Don't let us do it, God. Don't let me do it. I'm so sick of the excuses. Of why this is not the time or this is not the day. I'm so sick of the rationalization of some other time. Some, in Jesus' name, God, just do, don't, don't, don't let us do that. Now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of repentance. What sin, what impurity is clogging the Holy Spirit in your life right now? What is it? What impurity is clogging the Holy Spirit in your life right now. Say, Lord, I repent. God, I don't want to live away from you. I don't want to live in apathy. I don't want to live with a lukewarm life. I don't. It, It stinks. It's not good. It's empty. I repent of that sin, Lord. I repent. Please, Lord, unclog the flow of living water into my life and heart even now. Renew me again in you, Lord. And God says, from this day on, I will bless you. What idol, listen, what idol has stolen your love for God? What idol captures your affections far more than Christ? What hypocrisy must we repent of right now? Are we really who we are in front of others when we're here? Are we really, is it really us? Or we just try to impress other people. You know, we, we cannot do that with, we, we cannot impress God with our phrases and with our smugness. It's just, it's just, it's, 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 he sees it all. He sees it all. He sees right through it. So I pray in Jesus' name we stop that today. We repent. Lord, we repent of our smugness, of our self-righteousness. But we receive the love and grace of God. We receive the love and grace of God. We receive the forgiveness that is granted in you. Lord, I pray right now we are so filled with faith with the seeds that we are sowing for a harvest yet to come. Use men, Lord, to sow seeds of repentance today that leads to renewal. Use women, use, use teenagers, use young adults, use, use children, the seeds of repentance leading to a harvest to come. We need you to speak to us like this, Lord. I'm so thankful. I'm just so thankful for your grace. I'm so thankful for answered prayer. I'm so thankful for your love. I Just feel your love so much in the midst of a hard message. I'm so thankful. I know I'm forgiven. That Jesus Christ gave his whole life, shed his blood entirely for my sins, that I may not die. And so my response is, My response is not to take my salvation and live my life as I please. My response now is, Lord, because you've given me everything, because you've given me everything, I now want to give you my best. I want to give you my everything, not so I earn something from you, but because you loved me, so therefore I love you. That's what this is about. Because you loved us, and now I love you. So God, forgive us as a church that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We repent of that, Lord. But I pray that you are renewing in us a desire and a devotion, which is so sweet.
1: Wow, will a strong word from God's word today, and a message of hope for all of us today. We pray that you receive that from the Lord today and your hearts are encouraged by that. And you face this day delighting in the hope that's found in the Lord Jesus. And loved ones, just a reminder, we would love here at Live in the Light. We would love to hear from you if God's been moving in such a strong way, maybe even just today, providing you with that great message of hope. Our phone number is one 22 light That's one 22 light Or you can reach out to us via our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's all for today, listeners. Join us again next time here on Live in the Light.